on the edge of our galaxy. There is a battleground where alien warriors compete for the ultimate prize. I am champion! Will a human do battle in the arena? Now where is the challenger? Where humans have lost. You ever thought about the arena, Steve? It ain't gonna work. This guy's a human. What it takes to win. You're talking about arena fighting. It's not for me. It's recording. Chad. It's recording. All right. Chad, the blue I, line's been recording. I see. I see the lines. Chad. All right. Welcome Chad. to another. It's recording. Chad. Don't, don't step on. Chad. On my line. Welcome to another episode of the PGP Filmcast. I'm your host, Chad, and with me, as always, is Tom. We're here. I'm sitting next to you. And Jerry, who is also sitting next to I'm, me. I'm wondering why you always introduce Tom first. Huh? Well, Alphabetically, I come first. It's my my laptop, my <laughs> His, microphone, yeah. and he has the website, my coaster. So we are this this is based on status here. We we are saying that I rank below Tom. Yes. Or maybe maybe we're in reverse <laughs> chronological order, because you're the oldest, right? I am the oldest. So if we're going reverse chronological yeah. order. Does that make you feel better? Oh, we, well, yeah. Besides, I can't say chronological without. Chronological. <laughs> Get the dick out of your mouth. What happened in uh, Seattle, man? Besides, <laughs> <laughs> it's sucking horribly. <laughs> so we're all back together again. And coming up in today's episode, uh, we have uh, our verses: Blazing Saddles versus Airplane Two. We're also living together. You forgot to leave, you forgot to mention. Yeah, that. <laughs> we're all in the same house. Back together, and which together. is the reason I picked. Next time's uh, the next show's retro right. review. Retro review. All right. Because it is basically a behind-the-scenes look at the PGP film. Okay. Did they make like a Bosom Buddies the movie? No, it's called My Brother's Keeper, and when you see it, you'll understand why. My Brother's Keeper. Okay. Yeah. Why that is the behind-the-scenes for the PGP film cast. Just keep saying behind them. <laughs> behind, behind. It'll behind. make more sense later. It's kind of like the human savvy, but with mouths and penises. <laughs> Then uh, after Versus, we have uh, May releases. We got 10, and then our Razzie Award hopeful, which I'm sure we'll all agree on. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the title of it. <laughs> then our Retro Review of Arena. <laughs> Poor Jodie Foster. She wrote and directed the Flame and Things, so. Yeah. Or she directed it, at least. I'm not sure if the Beaver will be worse than Arena. I find it very hard it's to imagine. Gibson, I think it has a strong, strong possibility of being worse. When I was driving back from Seattle, I actually heard a radio interview on NPR with Jodie Foster about casting Mel Gibson in this movie. Was she forced to? There's like a contractual no, obligation. She, she loves him as a human being. That's wonderful. She she also hates Jewish people. Is that what she, well, is that really the way? Actually, everybody hates Jews. <laughs> if you really want to get, if you're going with pure statistics <laughs> and history. Yes, I, I mean, can. 
at least one sixth of the population hates Jews. They've been persecuted for you know going on three thousand some years yeah. now. So, so they can't deserve really argue with that. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't come out of nowhere. It's kind of like the Twins this season. I mean, can't argue with the success so far. Working on a winning streak, and we're leading right now in the fourth inning. Because <laughs> we have to close your lap. Are you honestly watching the game? <laughs> Right. I, I will shut that off. Frankly, I'm disappointed in And then uh, last, we have uh, our top ten reasons to go see movies in the movie theater instead of just sitting at home. You can start texting during this podcast, so I just punch them right in the yeah. throat. <laughs> I should probably send them to the phone there. And mine's oh. downstairs, so oh. I'm good. All right. Uh, coming up in news. I need, like, a big jangly watch on You know, it's a metal yeah. watch, but doesn't quite fit in your wrist. or like, <laughs> shakes around when you're on the phone. What up? Yellow. Get your phone. Get your phone. <laughs> you need to go get your phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, news, though. Uh, a remake of Jean-Claude Van Damme's Bloodsport is in pre-production. So, so why is it... I mean, did he produce Bloodsport? Like, why is it Why is it J.C.? Because when you think of Bloodsport, who else would you think of? Would you think Forrest Whitaker? Would you think... Yes, I do. He's one of the reasons that makes me want to go to the movie theater, is that that I just looks into my soul. Don't make us give you 30,000 volts, Tom. And then it's going to be uh, directed by Philip Noyce, who also directed Patriot Games, uh, Clear and Present Danger, and Salt, more more recent. Did he also direct A Clean and Pleasant Stranger? No, I think that was uh, Dirk Diggler. <laughs> is there one called a clean and present stranger? Is a clean and time? pleasant stranger. At point <laughs> That's nice. I like that one. No, it's just pleasant. <laughs> the the cast for Hunger Games has been announced. Uh, That's been, that's a series of novels, right? Yeah, it's like a dystopian future. It's like a almost like a it's like a game show where you fight for your survival yeah. in life. Yeah. Okay, that explains why Woody Harrelson's in twenty twenty four. Between the ages of 12 and 18, thrown into uh, it changes every year, like uh, just wilderness basically. Okay, and last one standing. When they say get money, or do yeah. they just get to live? They get to live, and then they get basically money for the rest of their lives. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's gonna star Jennifer Lawrence, who was in Winter's Bone, got nominated for Best Actress. <laughs> I thought it was Boner's Winter. Boner's Winter. I still like when they had uh, they did re- redid Wayne's World on Saturday Night Live and they kept talking about Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. <laughs> this is a movie called Winter's Bone. <laughs> they must have said it six times in the very short skip. And then uh, Woody Harrelson is uh, good call. Yeah, he plays uh, the her mentor on, on for the for the game. Then uh, Stanley Tucci, Elizabeth Banks, Liam Hemsworth, who is Chris Hemsworth, Thor. That's his brother. Really? And then uh, Josh Hutcherson, who was in uh, uh, the one with Julian Moore and uh, and Annette Bening. Shawshank Redemption? Last year. The kids are all right? The kids are all right. Yeah, so Liam, is Liam Hensworth is like as shockingly handsome as his brother? Oh, he's very handsome. Okay, good. <laughs> Looks great with his shirt off. It's kind of, it makes you mad. I mean, really. How good genetic, looking is genetic lottery should not be this swingy. <laughs> look, look at what my looks have done for me. <laughs> I have been I have been sexually molested more times than you can imagine. I lost that genetic long, lottery a long time ago. Also cast uh, Steven Spielberg's Abraham Lincoln biopic. Uh, oh, oh. Daniel Day-Lewis as Abraham Lincoln. He's British. How do you method act somebody who's dead? <laughs> how do you get I mean, how do you get into being Abraham Lincoln? I think the Lincoln? only thing you can base it on is the Abraham Lincoln from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. 
They should have just got score and seven years ago. <laughs> two awesome. excellent dudes. <laughs> and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is also in it. Tommy Lee Jones and Tim Blake Nelson. So is Tommy Lee Jones a C... The assassin. Uh, be better. No, no. <laughs> he'd be awesome. God, I can't. Wilkes Booth, I think. No, he's I not John Wilkes Booth. Because I think Tommy Jones with a mustache playing John Wilkes Booth would be. What did What did Wilkes Booth yell when he jumped onto the stage after he shot him? I think America. <laughs> <laughs> just America. Like, just like in the other guys. America. <laughs> I can look it up. No, no, it's not. It's not that critical. No, we, we fact check on this no, podcast. No. No, I'll do it. I got right. the old computer here, Russ. Yeah. So, so. Go for it. Uh, Luke Besson has announced uh, there will be a sequel to Taken. Taken 2. <laughs> it's going to be Taken. The Electric Boogaloo. Taken to the street. Is, is, uh, if they use the numeral 2, I I'm, actually won't see it. Mm-hmm. It so could be the best movie ever. And if there's a numeral, I think it's just going to be called Taken, then 2. Like Taken 2. T-O-O? Just the number 2. Like Taken Home to Mama sort of thing? Yeah, Taken to the House. With T-H-A. Be a shame. Taken to the house. I mean, what, I mean theoretically, what would be a sequel to... So if it's, if it's in the yeah. same world, I mean, he's he's rescued the daughter. I mean, things are kind yeah, of back I to think status quo. It doesn't really matter. He's just going to go beat the shit out of somebody. Sick Semper Tyrannis, is what he said. Oh, I think that was, that was actually in uh, National Treasure they talked about that. Thus be to tyrants, is what it means. I don't know if Abraham... I mean, he looked like a tyrant, but... He's very he tall. He looked like a monster. He violated states' rights. <laughs> For good reasons, actually. <laughs> then uh, Taken 2 will be directed by Olivier Megaton. That's an awesome last name. Megaton. <laughs> if you could only add an R in there, so you could be Megatron. <laughs> Have the greatest last name in show business. Uh, you guys, you can just call me Oliver. No, we have to call you Mr. Megaton, because that is ten times cooler than your first name. <laughs> The R is silent in his first name, Olivier. That's Oliver. <laughs> Oliver Still the Megatron. R. Old Megatron. All right, that's it for news. Uh, that's a light in the news week, huh? Huh? I didn't put much effort into this episode. Well, that's good. That's, <laughs> this well, we got that out of the nine minutes into the show. Jerry's so finally back. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't care. All, all my zest for life is gone. No, there just wasn't... I mean, Comic-Con, I mean... And the well, E3 is coming up too, which kind of there's a that a lot of the news is going towards that. Well, Comic Con, I mean, it's not really news. It's usually like they it's show trailers and more like in-depth pictures. trailers of no yeah. movies coming out. Yeah, they don't really they, they make some announcements, but nothing that I find. We're all watching the cat, just waiting for it just to hit the letter Q and just watch this thing melt down. How did they format by pushing one letter? Versus Blazing Saddles versus Airplane 2. I had I had honestly never seen Airplane 2 before this versus. Yeah. I didn't know it actually existed. I thought yeah. Airplane 2 was better when I was a kid, but it's not it again, it's not very good. Especially after I recently watched Airplane and compared to Airplane, it's Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna this may be embarrassing for you, Chad, but what was the part that you remembered from Airplane 2? Was it the naked boobs right in the beginning of the movie? Is that the one part you remembered? Oh yeah, that was as, it. A, as a young yeah. man. No, you, you, as a young man, I think you remember the eggs frying on the uh, hmm? eggs frying on the, the panel, the control panel. Um, I like the uh, William Shatner. With all these uh, all these lights are blinking out of the sequence. <laughs> Make them blink in sequence. And I, I, don't, I think I read trivia on it that said a, a lot of the props were taken from from Star Trek, the the ones that he was making fun of. 
I mean, it sure could have. I mean, I think the, I'm not sure if it was an actual bridge, but maybe from like the engineering deck or something. Yeah, I think they were. Oh, yes. Chad and I watched it together. I every time he would, <laughs> the way they would voice activate the doors, they would make the same sound. The doorman, shh, shh, shh. It was stupid. I laughed every single time. <laughs> hard, I mean, like belly laughing hard. <laughs> yeah, was, William Shatner proved he was funny in that in that uh, movie. Huh. And and Danger Vacuum will forever be in my mind as one of the finest <laughs> stupid puns I've read. Danger Vacuum. <laughs> That'd be vacuum attack. Then, uh, they did have one movie reference that we probably wouldn't have gotten if we hadn't watched a hard did a retro review. The uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yes, at the end. The, the, the truck with the pods in it way at the end. And it was actually from the same the same city or farm that's at the end of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's the exact it's, same uh, truck. You can see the pods inside of it. Yeah, you can see the pods and Ted Stryker hops out of it to, when he gets to the airport. Oh really? It's, yeah. it's a very quick, but we had just yeah we had just talked about it and watched and watched it. it was just like that is invasion of the snatchers. <laughs> well done. So yeah. so that's airplane two. I mean basically it's like you said it's airplane, but they're they're flying to the moon. Yeah, yeah. and it's mostly the same jokes. A lot more misses than airplane one, I think. Yeah, and then like you said, I, I hadn't seen it before, but an absolute stellar cameo by William Shatner. Yes. <laughs> He, he, he's the best part of the movie, apparently. But, like, I didn't realize how far into the movie that was. I mean, that's way at the end that you finally get to see William Shatner. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the last, what, ten minutes? Yeah. I would say of a yeah. probably two-hour movie. No, it's only an hour. It's 90 minutes, I'm pretty oh, sure. It felt long. It felt long. Minutes when you were watching it. Because it, it you get kind of bogged down. In the middle of there, it gets a little uh, boring. How dare you? Uh, at least they did flash back to the lady that's freaking out on the plane. And, yeah. Oh, Blizzard Nielsen, I'll take care of this. <laughs> Yeah, there was quite a few flashbacks uh, to the yeah. first first movie to show like the original joke that was a lot funnier. The uh, <laughs> the the jive guy in the courtroom was pretty funny. Well, they could just have him talk the entire movie. Yeah. But... <laughs> Golly, Golly, <laughs> shit, Golly! And Blazing Saddles, do, do the rape it's, line. It's one of the part. It's one of the funniest movies ever made. I yeah. Uh, you said rape twice. I, I like, like rape. Oh, I like you. <laughs> Where are the white women at? <laughs> hey, boys. Look what I got here. Where are the white women at? They <laughs> <laughs> just go, go fast and just run directly over there. It's pretty the, good. The first time I watched that movie, the thing that got me, that just destroyed me, was, uh, look at that. Steady as a rock. Yeah, but I shoot with this one. I mean, I, Gene Wilder actually was a, I mean, he was in a lot of Mel Brooks movies, but he was an incredibly funny comedy actor. Yeah. He was excellent in that movie. Yeah, in some ways you can kind of compare him almost to Stryker from the Airplane movies. Well, yeah. Stryker was funny. Gene Wilder could have played his character and probably did a better job in Airplane yeah. if they could have gotten Gene Wilder to play him. Gene Wilder was a genuine. Uh, I, I don't know if he, Gene Wilder, really had the right look to play Ted Stryker. His face kind of looks like that actor, though. I mean, his he hair is, is different, but I think the actual face uh, itself. I think uh, uh, that would be that would be an interesting one to compare. I mean. I'm sure Gene Wilder would have done pretty well at it because he's a good actor. Unlike uh, Robert Hayes, who's what? Who's? You don't like Robert Hayes? Yeah, he's not a very good actor. I mean, that was why he was funny in airplanes because he's overacting, and, and that's what he—that's what he yeah. does. That's a shtick. Yeah. What a pisser! <laughs> so, I mean, I think Blazes obviously an amazing movie. It would have been 
honestly twice as good if they would have cut out the entire... And they try to get a little meta almost in the movie where they start going onto the, the set. Onto and, the and, set. And they go through like that musical dancing yeah. scene. That part does not do it for me. There, there's at, quite at a few parts that could be cut. That's the one, though, where that, to me... Blazing Saddles does feel a little long. Like, that part they easily could have cut out of it. Yeah. But in general, it's, I'd say, six to seven times funnier than Airplane 2. Cause what about the the first Airplane? Uh, I would say it's about even. Yeah. If, if it was uh, versus the first Airplane, I would definitely give it to Airplane you give it to Airplane? Blazing Saddles is... Blazing Saddles is all right, but I've never thought it was the the masterpiece that everybody says it is. Good oh, babe. See, I, I, boy, I probably would still go with Blazing. It'd be a tough choice, but I think I would still be putting Blazing Saddles. I, I think it would be a tie for me. I, I would have to watch him again to really. Just, you don't have to, you know, hold back. Just side with Tom, like you always no, do. No, I, I, <laughs> but, but do you agree that we've talked about this before? Not on the podcast. Is is it? It's it's almost shocking to watch Blazing Saddles today, because <laughs> yeah. just because of all the racial slurs used, yeah, the N word well, is just I mean, tossed about <laughs> willy nilly in that movie. But like, I mean, it couldn't be, it couldn't even be remotely made the way it was no. today. I mean, people oh. would be rioting and attacking yeah, it would be, the studio. Yeah, there'd be picketers outside movie theaters. There's picketers outside of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, for for Jar Jar, for Jar Jar, well, that that was deserved. Yeah. Though. I, I wanted to pick it up for seeing Jar Jar. Do we, need, do, we need, do we need to hose him down? No, he's all right. No, no he needs to get hosed down, Chad. Yeah. All right, but uh, let's do. Mayor, we Mayor. all we all agree, Blazing Saddles is better. By far, yeah, by, by far. But airplane was better, better than Blazing Saddles. So. Okay, so since Tom is getting uh, the wetness, I will start with the mayor releases number ten. Can we make that sound any worse? We can't, we mentioned hosing each other down, and Tom's getting the witness. <laughs> All right, number ten, we have the Tree of Life, starring Brad Pitt and Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Follow Jack O'Brien from his upbringing in the 1950s Midwest through his complicated relationship with his father. Why <gasps> we oh, don't care anymore? To his adult life in the modern world, as he seeks answers to the origins and meaning of life. Okay. May 27th, limited release. Finally, Sean Penn is going to let us all in on what he's known for you. I'd rather see Chris Penn. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, you might have to get a shovel for yeah, that. Yeah, he's dead. Chris Penn's dead? Yeah, we actually did. I think we did. Uh, did we do uh, some bacon, right? Yeah. Oh. Because that was, was, that was Chris Penn in uh, what's the karate movies? Best of the best. Best of the best. Of the best, of the best, of the best is Chris Penn. Yes. So, yep, I'm more sad. Remember his name? His character name? It was Tex? If he's from Tex. Travis? As Virgil Virgil? from Texas. It is Travis. They keep thinking of Virgil Travis from the Brickley. first one, which is just a piece of shit. Worthless. Virgil did not do very well in this part. No! <laughs> imagine, imagine, like, the, the actual director's cut, he just says, yes, let Virgil get killed by that by that last fighter who's just going to snap his neck in half. Mm. And the, the image that sticks with you from that movie is, for me, is Eric Roberts. Uh, no, I, I think, think it's him. No, <laughs> yeah, I think it's Noah. Then him at the end after the the tournament's done, and he's just visibly crying. <laughs> his, where he just looks like a red marshmallow, and just, <laughs> he's just so moved by the. We may have to rewatch that uh, <laughs> that montage that was put together by somebody on YouTube. The best of the best of Eric Roberts crying. <laughs> no, no, that'd be another good. Of just of him just saying no. He says it a good three four times in that movie. No, with passion. No, Tom, no. <laughs> and next we have Something Borrowed, which is Chad's favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I saw it last night. 
starring Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goodwin. Friendships are trusted and secrets come to the surface. When terminally single, Rachel falls for Dex. The phone book? Who plays Dex? His name is Dexter. It's a very handsome man. Is it Dex Shepard? Her best friend, Darcy's fiance, that comes out, came out May 6th. Yeah, he's very handsome, you know. He wears an afghan at one point. You should see some of the clothes that he wears. Just an afghan? Yeah, he has a pink shirt, and it's like a crocheted, like, jacket thing. It's like... Which... It was bad. But but he's straight, though, right? Because he's straight. Because he's engaged. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) because he... He does both of them. And, you know, he's a really good guy since he's engaged to Kay Hudson, then he bangs Jennifer Goodwin. Is, is he good for that? So he's good looking enough to do a threesome with those two, even though he's engaged to one of them? Was it a three-way? Uh, it was not a three-way. Oh. It was behind her back. Well, then I'm definitely not going to go see it. <laughs> you shouldn't have seen it, uh, just based on the preview. But I'm trying to get to Hunter movies, and, you know, it's falling behind. I, I still think I would have rather seen something borrowed than Water for Elephants. Something bar was awful. It was just say just say no, Chad. That was like, that's the first time I've ever sent an image in a text. Okay. <laughs> and then I didn't go see it, so I have not seen Water for Elephants yet. Next, we have Everything Thank Must Go, starring Will Ferrell. After Nick Halsey loses his job, the rest of his life begins to crumble as his wife leaves him, yes. and he starts drinking again. I'm not laughing at number eight. I, I, I know what you're laughing at. <laughs> Oddly enough, selling his worldly possessions on his front lawn with the help of two neighbors might be the key to his <laughs> preservation. And moving on to the next, which is probably best picture this year. I am so. I had, I had a person the, from the Magic Show email me a link to this trailer. I didn't realize it was based off of a fake Grindhouse trailer. Yeah. Now it's being made. Mean, it looks fan. Well, it is. Keep going. Just so <laughs> and we'll just skip over everything must go. It's a, it's a limited release. Nobody's going to see it anyway. Next we have Hobo with a Shotgun, starring Rutger Hauer. Get in the car! Yes! <laughs> a transient looking yes. for a fresh start in a new town instead finds himself in the middle of an urban wasteland run by a notorious crime boss and crooked cops. Fed up with the violence around him, he grabs hold of a pump-action shotgun and begins to dole out round after round of civilian justice. If you have not yet watched this trailer, you should. Because literally he does shoot everybody with a shotgun. And it's just drug dealers just getting blasted in the face, chest, <laughs> stomach. Is there any way that they make a whole quality movie and not just a quality trailer out of this? Oh, I think it's... If you're looking for a B movie, I mean, this, there's no way this you can miss it. And you got Rutger Howard. Yeah. Getting the who's guy who's 70 years old. <laughs> but I mean, because his career died into doing multiple sci-fi original appearances. He's getting including Transmorphers. Get in the car! Get in the car! That was the Transmorphers. Just stay in the car, Tom. <laughs> that was the drinking game. Because every time Rutger Howard yells, get in the car, you take a drink and you would have died of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> and next we have Kung Fu Panda 2, starring Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, and Jackie Chan. Poe and the Furious Five venture to China to battle a villain and uncover the secrets of Poe's mysterious origins. I really liked the first one, I'll be honest. I liked Kung Fu Panda. I, I, I just really liked the uh, the thousand screaming voices in the vase. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? It's like, the, it's like this dust inside the sand. It's like the, the ashes of a thousand dead warriors from their dojo. And if you open up, like you hear the screaming coming out, but then he actually knocks it off and like breaks, and you hear this. Ah! This is like little pile of dust. And every time he tries to like scoop it up, it like ah! it does like a thousand <laughs> screams. It's quite entertaining. <laughs> no, I never saw it. I'll probably have to watch it. Now it's and, to you, Tom. You start with number five. Okay, this one I know it's gonna be bad, but I want to see it. 
We had number five is Priest starring Paul Bettany, who arguably will make me want to go to the movie theaters. But he is. That, I'm going to this movie because he's in it. He, he's on the list. <laughs> a priest disobeys church law to track down the vampires who kidnapped his niece. That came out May 13th. And Pope John Paul flips his grave. <laughs> <laughs> number four, I greatly enjoyed this. Thor starring Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman could have been played by a crash test oh dummy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm an astrophysicist. He is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> the warrior Thor is cast out of the fantastic realm of Asgard by his father, Odin, for his arrogance and sent to Earth to live among humans. Falling in love with scientist Jane Foster teaches Thor much-needed lessons, and his newfound strength comes into play as a villain from his homeland. His brother sends dark forces toward Earth. May sixth. This is not a spoiler. This is based off of a two thousand year old Norse legend, so that's okay. not a spoiler. Um, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, it, was, it was. I found it very. I didn't go see it yet. I found it very entertaining. Chad, I agree. This, I, I like the entire movie, but by far is the best is when he first gets banished to Earth, and it's him still acting like Thor, but everybody thinks he's a cra- crazy homeless guy. And when he goes into the pet store demanding to buy a horse. And yeah. when they don't have horses, he asked for any animal large enough that he could ride. <laughs> we just have dogs and cats here. Does any any that are large enough for me to ride? <laughs> he always, like the next thing should have been him in prison again. I mean, that's really what it should have been. And really, Chris Hemsworth is really good as Thor. Yeah, like no nothing else in the movie. No, no other character is really all that great except for. Him. Him. Yeah, so he's very he's very attractive. And like his uh I guess his entourage from Asgard, his warrior team, they're know, they're so stereotypical. It's almost like yeah. they took like Yeah, it's like just Lord uh, of the three cliches and then throw yeah, them in. Give me the dwarf and it's that cliches. Yeah. You have the fencing kind of pretty boy with, little, yeah, with the little mustache. goatee mustache <laughs> and the uh, tough uh tough chick and then uh the lazy oh, the, brute. Mm-hmm. And also, it's somewhat funny. Is it's I'm not sure if it is this way in the Norse legend, but everything is named after Odin. So like he like goes to sleep in the Odin chamber and goes into Odin's sleep in his Odin house. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not start laughing when he went to Odin's sleep? <laughs> it's just him surrounded by. It, it looked like he was a vampire from Twilight. He's just surrounded by a golden haze. Mm. He's in Odin's sleep. <laughs> so other than Chris Hemsworth, it's not that great. No, I think I think no, it was, it was a, a good movie. entertainment movie because yeah. I think what you want out of a comic book movie, especially when you're based off of a Norse god, is you want him, you want to be able to believe that that guy should be able to kick everything's ass, and when he is at his full strength with Yarimir, his hammer, he can kick everything's ass. Okay, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, this one is going to be fantastic. Number three, Pirates of the Caribbean: Colon on Stranger Tides. Mm. You, you know who's in it Johnny Depp Penelope Cruz Penelope Cruz wasn't in the other ones was she no this is her first Bitch. same with uh, Ian McShane was it, was it was it Holly or you guys that told me that when she first came to the United States and showed up in Hollywood not speaking English that that was her dream was to do a movie with Johnny Depp that might have been an us weekly yeah. nugget but supposedly this was like a lifelong dream of hers it's one of my dreams, too. It is. After crossing paths with a woman from his past, Captain Jack Sparrow was swept aboard the Queen Anne's Revenge, the ship of the formidable black pirate Blackbeard. I thought, I thought Blackbeard had the pearl. Maybe not. Yeah, according to the trailer, it did. Yeah. On an unexpected mission to find the elusive fountain of youth, May 20th. It is going to be good. This is the definition of a summer blockbuster. Yeah. 
I didn't. I've, of the three I've seen, uh, the only one I really liked was the first one. Yeah, and that's the only one anybody really likes. So it looks like they're trying to get back to like the first one. They're searching for the Fountain of Youth. There's no love story really. It's yeah, like, not like yeah. you want Jack Sparrow being crazy, trying then, to find something. Then an evil pirate, and then. But I thought the best thing about the first one was the character development of Jack Sparrow. And, when there's nothing really to do there. Well, you you like the characters then? No, <laughs> character <laughs> study of an imaginary person, which you. <laughs> but yeah, after that, it gets kind of boring. I've never seen Chad push up his glasses. <laughs> Number two, The Hangover Part Two, starring Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, Ed Helms, and directed by Todd Phillips. It's going to be good right after the bachelor party in Las Vegas. Phil Stu, and this is the bachelor. This is a different marriage, not to the Heather Graham character. Mm-hmm. In Las Vegas, Phil Stu, Allen, and Doug jet to Thailand for Stu's wedding. Stu's plan for a subdued pre-wedding brunch, however, goes seriously awry. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be pretty funny. I didn't really like the first one that much. Really, the only person on earth apparently. Though. Uh, that was you, funny. Have, you have to suspend your disbelief, otherwise it's quite. No, I, I, I guess I get kind of. Was it sure, was a certain character? I mean, Bradley Cooper's character to me was pretty blasé. Jack Galifianakis and Ed Helms kind of steal this whole movie. I think like a lot of these movies that are very cavalier and make drug drug use look good, that has a negative effect on culture. How did like for what drug use? I mean, they did alcohol. Well, they talk I mean, about they get roofied. Roofied cocaine. Okay. Yeah, that's how they all pass out. Like I didn't know like, I didn't know because of roofies. I thought they yeah, were really drunk. Yeah, Zach, Zach uh, Galifianakis. He oh, that's spiked right. all their drinks. I don't know. I, 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 stuff like that now starts to enter my head. I've been working in school too long because people, kids in high school, see these movies and talk about it constantly, and it becomes kind of something for them to do to try to emulate the movie and be amazed like how much you hear it just in the school. So you blame the movies now, like the. The non-existent parents in that case? No, it's a combination of the two. Okay. But the movies definitely provide some added inspiration. So what do you think is more damaging, a movie like this or a movie like Half-Baked, which is... They're probably about equal, I'd say. Where, where, I mean, the entire reason for that movie is pot. Yeah. That's... And Seth Rogen. How about... Is Seth Rogen maybe the largest offender in this category? Currently, yeah. I think he's pretty funny. I enjoy his movies. I don't know. <laughs> and, and number one, stars, I swear to God, is Jonah Hill's sister. Uh, Bridesmaids, starring Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, and directed by Paul. Is it Fig? Fig. Is it, isn't he one of the guys who did he, Freaks and Geeks? He was a co creator of Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was uh, he also starred in Heavyweights. So all, Which one is a tall, skinny guy. Oh, is yeah. he? He's the one that lost weight. He used to be one of yeah. us, and now he lost weight. Oh, okay. Paul Fig. Yeah. No, no, What you do? Have a baby? <laughs> Picked as her best friend's maid of honor, lovelorn and broke Annie looks to bluff her way through the expensive and bizarre rituals with an oddball group of bridesmaids. You guys said it's good. One of the best, uh, probably top three movies movies of the year so far. Yeah, there's a... I, I'm, I know it's in Hollywood, but we're going to go see it. Is it Melissa McCarthy, is she the, the sister that I like? Yeah. 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 She's... Uh, the, the bigger gal. Yeah, she is absolutely <laughs> hilarious in this movie. Really? Some of her lines are... Pure gold. Yes. Her trying to come on to the air marshal on the plane by trying to have a join the Mile High Club in the bathroom is fairly entertaining. <laughs> you want to go in the restroom and not get any rest? Not rest? How about you sit on my lap? <laughs> she like kicks her leg up and she's <laughs> Do you feel that do you feel that do you feel that moist heat? It's coming from my undercarriage. <laughs> Goes higher. 
<laughs> what do you want to do for the bachelorette party? Fight club. Female fight club. Surprise her. Beat the shit out of her. <laughs> and her shitting in a sink and yelling, don't look at me, look away. It was also fairly entertaining. Don't look at me. What? Look away. Then uh, Razzie Award hopeful. <laughs> Looks just awful. The Beaver. <laughs> okay, I actually read the rest of this. I'm now even more shocked. It's Starring Mel Gibson. It's and not. Foster. It's not a Leave It to Beaver thing. No, it's not. Mel Gibson is not playing Jerry Mathers. No. Jodie Foster also directed. A troubled executive adopts a beaver hand puppet as his sole means of communicating with his family and colleagues. Is that not the definition of a troubled person? Is that you're adopting beaver hand puppets? It, would Would you expect to be a, a very well adapted? And normal executive, completely normal and acceptable behavior. Beaver hand puppet all the time. That's how I give orders when I. But, he's like a, pizza. but the question is: This like a like the woodland creature beaver, or is it him making like a vagina motion with his hand? Uh, it's that a little beaver. Like, I think it's, a doll. it's like a sock puppet. Doll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, Mel Gibson, you know, he's just going to take yeah. that, take off with yeah, it. He really connected with that beaver after the beaver told him. <laughs> yeah. So so, so <laughs> actually, this uh, this, this is the beaver is actually is that the Jesus monologue in this movie? Which what is the thing that's symbolizing Jesus in this movie? Then so it's not the here. beaver. The beaver is the thing that tells him that the Jews are bad. Okay. <laughs> and that um, so is he Jesus? The Mayans were killed because they deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mel Gibson's always Jesus. Okay. I think Jody does, he, does he have a big? Is he having a big crazy beard? Have we seen that trailer yeah. for this? Yeah, I've seen he, it. Yeah. Has he got a big crazy beard? Or no, is he he's shaved? Clean shaven. Is he, really? is he looking good? Not good? How huh? does he look these he's days? He's looking a little old. He's Might want to do another lethal weapon soon. Okay. <laughs> well, Danny Glover can't be alive that much longer. No. So yeah, you got Joe Pesci too. He's also. You think Danny Glover really wants to hang out with Mel Gibson after <laughs> the racist tirades? <laughs> do, do, do you guys find it funny that maybe when he kept saying? Rigs, you're crazy, you're crazy, Rigs, and maybe he wasn't acting. He might have been, he may have actually been concerned and that was yeah. like a cry for help for Mel Gibson in the movies. It's possible. I think so. Yeah. Crazy Rigs, crazy but, Rigs. Uh, it's because of the Jews, Danny. <laughs> no, I'm serious, you're crazy, dude. Diplomatic immunity. He's Jewish. And the Beaver came out limited release May 6th and is playing at the Uptown Theater. Has it gotten May seriously 20th. good reviews? I have not looked at any reviews because I'm not going to see it. Well, I bet it's very three out of four logs. That's it for uh, main releases. Now we get to do our retro review of a pretty terrible movie. You're, you're welcome. Because you could have gone through your entire life without seeing a redo. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> Actually, I I missed about probably ten minutes of it when I fell asleep during that. Yeah, I watched I it to fall asleep. I watched it. I watched it actually twice because I didn't pay much attention the first time. The second time, you got to take copious notes so to follow the storyline. But. No, uh, no page on Box Office Mojo. No page on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it had a page on Rotten Tomatoes, but no only rating. only user reviews. But no, no, no critic reviews. No critic reviews. So did you go to IMDb then? Yep, and that's bullshit. Sixty-three percent for the Beaver. I, I don't believe it. <laughs> IMDb four point nine out of ten. So or that is higher than Arena. Five, I, I would have thought Arena would have been on the, the what the IMDb bottom two. Worst two hundred. Well, you know, I'm sure there are some people that that thought it was funny. Put ten. So, like yeah. IMDb, I mean, almost all of them are like between like six and eight. Okay, for scores. Which one do you feel has the most, I guess, reflective ratings when you go look and say, hey, this on this side, this movie oh. got sixty eight percent. So I I feel that that's giving it a good. Uh, anything made after about two thousand on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's is pretty it, accurate. Is there, is there any good? Do you have a good source for movies like? 
before, before that, that in the 90s or even at the end. Leonard Maltin loves everything made before 1970, basically. <laughs> so do you. I'm an astute observer of uh, I mean, you can go on. Cinema. Like, you know, the, the cinema. big titles. Danny like, Mamur, I'll give you credit. I enjoy that movie. Uh, in her movie. very tight sweater. <laughs> uh, like, older movies, like, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, they're always higher percentage because, I mean... People like to talk about movies that are either really good or really bad. They it's don't, the classics. Yeah. For whatever reason is, we're not yeah. we're not talking about the them like the, all the shitty B horror movies and sci-fi movies from that era. Yeah. So, I mean, take like an average movie from like 1980, and I mean, you can find like Empire Strikes Back, and of course that's going to have high high marks. But <laughs> sorry, that's not a something. Completely unrelated. You share with the rest of the class, <laughs> Mr. Pilots. No. But anyways. I'd say Rotten Tomatoes go like after anything made after 2000. That'd be the one you'd kind of go look at. Yeah. But uh, Arena was finished in 1988, but was not released in the U.S. until 1991. It's kind of like a fine cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMio. Uh, they also wrote The Rocketeer, The Wrong Guys. Good movie. <laughs> Anything and, with Lily Anderson's And Trancers. Have you seen Trancers? I have. How do you think... That, this is how I stumbled onto this movie is because of... Those guys. Because I'm like, oh, what else has he done? <laughs> Arena. Ooh, Trancers. What's streaming? <laughs> and uh, directed by Peter Manugian. 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 Uh, he also directed a uh, Midas Touch commercial. <laughs> is that really what it said? <laughs> <laughs> he also directed, you know, in the Metrodome when you when you weigh on the tires plus and little tires would race around the track. He directed that. <laughs> there you go. An intergalactic fighting competition between champions of various worlds has traditionally been won by a species much larger and stronger than humans. Entering the contest, a human finds he has to do battle against not just his opponents and his self doubts, but the corrupt system as well. And a after watching Arena, the entire description of the movie is bullshit because that's why they have the handicapping system. Yeah. So, who cares if they're bigger and stronger? I mean, that's what the... Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. More, more ridiculous is the aliens he's fighting like, somewhere like the size of a small boss. <laughs> the one that is like sitting on its ass the entire fight with two huge legs. Got yeah, he doesn't even fit into the arena. Could have kicked him off the thing in three seconds and yeah. he wins. It, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Trip. I mean, it, it was a good... For what they wanted to make, I don't know. I, I don't think they were trying to make an Oscar-worthy movie, were they? I think they were trying a little harder than what you think. Why are you, why are you distracting us with the, the preview <laughs> for the beaver? <laughs> Doug Gibson is looking not so hot. No, he looks bad. Oh god, <laughs> this is this is good podcast. Jesus. You guys were watching something online. <laughs> there are Jews everywhere. <laughs> they took his couch. They took his. They made his son make the little egg around the balloon at school. Yeah, I think you need to pause that. Yeah, there it is. Oh, God, here goes the beaver. So you found it in a dumpster? You found it in a dumpster. Starring uh, Paul Satterfield as Steve Armstrong. <laughs> Armstrong. I, just, I should have been, you know, Stretch Armstrong. And then uh, Hamilton Camp as Shorty. That's a forearm guy, right? Yes. The Hamilton like, Camp the was in, like, a thousand movies. Uh, he has four separate appendages arms. Then the what very attractive Claudia Christian as Quinn. Mm-hmm. That's the coach, right? Yeah. And then... Then uh, Mark Alamo as Rogor. That's Rogor, the bad guy. He was terrifying. <laughs> very yeah, evil. Yeah, he's very evil. He he has his fingers in many pots. Many pots. <laughs> and we get to see this next one naked. Uh-huh. Sherry Shattuck. She's not fully naked. Did. No, but you could see... You get side boob. Boo, side boob and full butt. 
That's true. Well, I guess butt crack. Yeah, butt crack. Yeah. Solid butt crack. No, no vagina. Definitely worth watching. No vagina, no nipples. So, paying what you're looking for. So, I saw a nipple. I don't think so. Uh, I would have remembered that. Come on. In those situations, I watch pretty closely. Then uh, Armin Shimerman. 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 Jew. <laughs> <laughs> okay there, Mel. <laughs> he plays Weasel. I like how so. Weasel is spelled. <laughs> he certainly does. Yeah, that's how it's, it's not like Weasel or Garden Weasel. It's W-E-E-Z-I-L, because that's how aliens spell Weasel. Yeah. Then Michael Deke as Horn. D-E-A-K, not Deke. Yeah. Then uh, Jack Carter as the announcer. And then... Uh, the name of the uh, the thing with the brain on the outside of its head, it, that, that was Skull. Skull. Okay, we're yeah. trying to remember the name of the guy that worked working with Weasel to sabotage the handicapping system. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty much done with this movie. I give it one out of five stars. <laughs> I'm going to agree. I'm, as much as I appreciate B-movies, it was bad. It was bad for it a B-movie. Movie. It was one out of five. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, because the entire thing is like, it was so, well, humans never been there. They're not fast and strong enough. Then why the fuck do you have a handicapping system? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the handicapping doesn't really make any sense and at all. Well, yeah. it made sense to try to balance, you know, differing speeches. Like, that actually made sense. And in the end, they turned it off. And well, I guess they maximized it. They made him weak. Yeah. And then he gets turned off and he beats living shit out of him. And it's all the aliens are extremely thing. slow. Yeah. So it, already the, he was by far the fastest thing out there. Yeah. By a, by a long time. Have Horn, Horn was pretty scary. When See, he but he was humanoid. Horn? Wasn't? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he looked like a. Yeah, it looked like an alien. alien. He but, looked like a Chewbacca. But when he threw that first spinner, when he threw spinner, that meant you were scared of him. Yeah, I bet you were. I was. Terrible. It was a, it was a god awful movie. It was it was <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> yeah, one star. That, well, that was that was my Friday night. <laughs> that was all our Friday, 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 Friday night. <laughs> that's right, because we lived together. Yep. In the same house, even though it's a pretty big house. <laughs> Two of us should have the same couch, even. Yeah. Uh, Brothers Capable is going to be behind the scenes. What is it about? Read the synopsis. It's about brothers. Well, that, that's at the end. It, right? it's my Brothers Keeper. Sounds like you're going to come rape me in the middle of the night. <laughs> Maybe. I'm oh, sorry. We'll do our top ten. <laughs> top ten reasons to go to a movie in the theater and not wait for video or... Okay. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Um, I can go. Let's say, yeah, go ahead, Jen. All right. Number 10. I go for the popcorn. Movie, the theater, pop- movie theater popcorn is excellent. I'm just, just going to steal the pen. Oh, yeah. And, I'm sorry. And I got... Uh, what fuck is this? <laughs> it's the penis from Conan O'Brien. <laughs> it is the penis from Conan O'Brien. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So, I got my, my 2011 buck at 250 for refills. Mm-hmm. Large popcorn. Put a little bit too much salt on it last night. But you don't get you don't get butter on it though. You I know butter. Straight, you just get dry. Yeah, I really? don't like. I don't like. I, don't, I, I get the butter and the cheese powder. Ooh, that's <laughs> gross. No, I really don't. I don't need popcorn in movies very much. If you had a, the two fifty bucket, I might. I went to Chad though. Is like as much as I like the butter, I always feel sick if I get like. It's probably not even real butter, right? It's not like butter no, food. It, it's like butter. It. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's like just oils or yeah, something? Yeah, it's just oil, but pretty much. So I, I like and then it. they like mm-hmm. just just put a shitload on it all the time because half the people that go there, just give me some extra butter. butter Get butter. on there. 
little nice and deep. A lot of, lot of butter. <laughs> then you have to wash that bucket, and it takes like three times as long to wash the bucket the if you get the butter. <laughs> so if you, and the, but like Chaz, you got to put enough, you got to put enough salt in there where it actually removes a layer of the skin <laughs> in your mouth. It's like eating Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, number nine, if it's a movie produced by Luke Besson or directed by, hmm. he's done Taken, Take Transporter. Uh, Unleashed. He also directed uh, The Professional. Lots of movies. Okay. Good stuff. Then uh, number eight, the 7.1 digital surround sound. Mm. Turned up very loud. So Turn it up! I don't have surround sound my home theater, so maybe that would change my mind. But uh, Then number seven, I like to go to movie theaters that have digital projections instead of the uh, film projection, because most of the time, I don't get to see it like first weekend, so so that the films are to get kind of yeah. Worn if you see it like there. second or third week, then the, there's more scratches and dirt on the film and digital projection. You don't have to worry about that, and it looks just as good as film. Do you feel like you you miss anything of having it being digital? No. Okay. You? Well, I mean, we've heard my crazy theory that I, in some ways, I prefer VHS tapes. That's a nostalgia thing, I think, more than like an actual quality. I think it's just, it's, it feels like you're watching a movie because I've actually taken a physical cassette, ram it into a VCR. Yeah, that's I'm watching a movie. Man. It's kind of like buying buying a CD compared to like getting like downloading an MP3. No, I'm just like Dan Floyd Gondoli and uh, Boogie Nights. Like I'm a I, simple man, I like butter my ass, lollipops in my mouth. <laughs> Like I still have fond memories of McDonald's having the where you can get what was around Christmas time where you can get like you can get Wayne's World and a couple of movies you get for I think they're five dollars which at that time was a crazy deal. Really, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Then uh, number six, you get to see the movie before it's released on video. It's usually about three or four months now. It used to be much longer. What, what do you think of that potentially changing when they're going to maybe have these? You could pay like twenty dollars to stream it at this when it comes. Oh, it's like thirty bucks to stream it at home. Yeah, well, what do you think of that, though? Huh? I mean, do you feel like I that's would still rather go pay my $5 at the theater and see right. a matinee? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. okay. I, Jerry ne- concurs. I, I would never pay $30 to see a movie. And from what I understand, it's like a rental. You only you get, like, one chance to see it. It's not like... And that's it. You don't, yeah. you don't get, like... He's about to hit Q. You don't get, like, 96 <laughs> hours. Yeah. So, Zinkovich. I mean... I'm not going to pay thirty dollars to see something where I could just go out to the theater. <laughs> so you're saying you would not have been willing to spend thirty dollars to see something borrowed in, in the privacy of your own home, no. where you wouldn't have to be admitting that you went and saw something borrowed. Yeah, not good movie. I admitted to going to see. I'm going to write a review for it later tonight. <laughs> this is going to be just a big fu. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm just going to compare it to how like how good Bridesmaids was, since that's a chick flick, which bullshit. And then this movie, which is also a chick flick. Is, is atrociously bad. Yeah. Number five. I like movies that are produced by, or directed by Judd Apatow. Usually if I see his mm. name attached to it, I go see it. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Superbad, uh, Pineapple Express, Bridesmaids. I'm not seeing Usually I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. Yep, there you go. <laughs> then number four. If it's a science fiction movie, I'm usually going to go see it. There's going to be a, probably a somewhat similar one on mine. Yeah. And then number three, if it has a really good cast, I'll go see it too. Or an actor that I really like. Like the Beaver? Yeah, I'm not going to go see that. It's got two enormous stars. Does. The Beaver, Chad. The the Beaver. This, would be like the Beaver. this is the, almost the same cast as What Women Want. 
You're just replacing Jodie Foster. With, who's in What Woman with? Mel Gibson. And well, who's the lady? She looks like uh, Jodie Foster. It's uh, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's terrible. She's a terrible actress. I'm sorry. Most good time. Ever. And uh, number two, I like to see it, see big screen. And if uh, I can, I like to go see it in IMAX. And the most recent IMAX I saw, Fast Five, which was fantastic. That'd be <laughs> phenomenal to see that. I still have not seen a. I've not seen an IMAX movie in a movie theater. I've only seen an IMAX at the Science Museum. I've never seen an actual. Like a regular movie. Exactly. I've never seen that. I've always yeah. seen their documentary. I've seen, I've seen a handful. Dark Knight was really good in IMAX. Because they actually use like the IMAX cameras and like so it has usually when you go they cut off the top and bottom. It's almost like a letterbox on the TV. They had like the normal size film. But in the Dark Knight they had the IMAX cameras for the action scenes. So it really? fills the entire screen, like floor to ceiling. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And that was my number two, so who wants to go next? I can go up next, so I just got to put this thing on the ground. There we go. Uh, so number ten, the top ten reasons I'd go to the movie, is I, I have a special love for older-style movie theaters that are in malls. So, like, Mall of America? or No, um, the one is in my mind is in, in Dickinson. You know, they have the mall, and the one at the entrance, there's, like, a four-screen movie theater where you go in from the outside of the mall, and they've gated off, you know, that way into the rest of the mall. There's something about that that just... That's kind of like Harmar used to be. Harmar. Exactly. So. Harmar would be a, a here example. There's something about that that I'd like that. That would make me want to go to the movies. Kind of, or, like, uh, what was that one? The the 8 that's over by Rosedale. Apache not, Plaza? Not Apache. It was... Uh, oh, Pavilion and Crossroads? Yeah. Oh, yes. That'd be another example. Where okay. You go into the mall to see the movie and everything else is closed. or something that's just kind of fun about being in the mall kind of after hours. I've always enjoyed that. Chopping mall. <laughs> Fortunately, there's really none left. No, that's I, I uh, was Dickinson still has theirs because that's the only movie theater there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aberdeen has one like that too. So it's kind of a, I guess now it's largely in small towns that yeah. you still see that existing. Uh, number nine, I'd like to go to the movies to, to get bragging rights to have seen a terrible movie that's in the theater for a very brief period of time. <laughs> for me, most recently, it was Big Mama's Like Father, Like Son. And you I, had a, I worked hard to try to find that movie. I remember that. They were canceling showings. It was awesome in theaters for roughly a week and a half. And then, and most recently, it was Your Highness, where yeah. that was getting hard to find. Okay. After about a week. Number eight. Don't suck it, it's dead. <laughs> That, that is such a guilty pleasure movie. I, I, I don't know if I could recommend it to any human being, but I greatly enjoyed parts of that movie. Really? I burst out laughing a few times. Hard. <laughs> when she's a dip, when Zoe DeChanel is trying to fillet a severed minotaur penis, is pretty funny. <laughs> don't suck that, that's dead. <laughs> and there's a kind of the, sort of the. The creepy wizard who has the visions and tells them kind of how to complete their quest, but is clearly a pedophile. And to get him to tell them what to do, they have to jerk him off. Used to do this when you were a child? Yes. God, I think you molested my brother. <laughs> that, 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 that movie killed me. I would, would very easily see it again. Right, I'll watch it. If it's anything, well, how do you know it's going to work? Well, if her vagina is anything like my right hand, I don't think there's going to be any problems. <laughs> Number eight for me is uh, any movie appearance by Alan Covert. If Alan Covert is in that movie, I'll go see it. Uh, he was uh, the star of Grandma's Boy, 
Oh, okay. He's in the Adam movies, yeah. Uh, number seven, any, and I mean any, Big Mama sequels. <laughs> or Martin Lawrence in general, or just Big Mamas? I would say it's more specifically to... I like Martin Lawrence, but specifically the Big Mamas movie will make me go to the theater. <laughs> like, I didn't see... No, I did see Old Dogs in the theater. Never mind. <laughs> so, yes, most Martin Lawrence movies I'll see in the theater. Alright. Uh, number six, I related to that. Um, I tried to lump them together, but any movie with Paul Bettany or Ryan Reynolds, I will... Gladly go see. Did you see the one where he has like puts post-it notes all over the place? It was kind of an indie, independent movie. What, Ryan Reynolds or Paul Bettany? Ryan Reynolds. Can't remember the name of it. Type in Ryan Reynolds. There's the it came he, out like four years ago. There's like Waiting. That was a little bit more of an indie film that he. No, did. this is like a real like independent like drama. Oh, okay, no, because okay. the Bat Wing from Waiting is a <laughs> classic. Uh, number five, I will pretty much go see any comic book adaptation. Tend to be very entertaining. I will go see those. Number four, I will go go to the movie theater because of special features. The uh, totally, I said definitely. Maybe that one was just just bad. Go ahead, this yeah. is exciting. I'm not sure what we're doing over there. Um, special features like riff tracks, like when they'll have a riff tracks, they'll show something live in the movie theater, or you can go see the stupid plays from Broadway. I like that <laughs> kind of stuff. Number three, any movie made by the Broken Lizard team. Really, even the. Most recent one? You know, they, they've made some bad ones, but it, when they make a good one, it's it's worth the time. All right. Number two, along with Chad's, any sort of big-budget sci-fi movie. And we have some good ones. We have, Super, we have Super 8 coming out, Cowboys and Aliens. As much as I thought Chad said it looked good on the trailer, it does rise in the Planet of the Apes. Actually looks like it would be very, very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it actually does look like a good movie. All and, right. And that's my number, uh, number dose. All right. I'll, I have to do mine kind of off the cuff because the one I wrote, actually, it wasn't. Serious. I, did, I didn't realize we were podcasting tonight, so I didn't come up with the reasons. So how did you come up with a fake? Sort of I just. Fake list? I wasn't really thinking about it. Oh, okay. Um, so you took the time to make a fake list where you could have been <laughs> using that time to make a real list. Yes. Um, I like. I like the temperature. I like that it's fairly cool in theaters. I'm glad he went last. <laughs> All right. Just right, skip it. Chaos. There. Really Chaos. The story of an obsessively organized efficiency expert whose life unravels in unexpected ways. I mean, can your life unravel unexpectedly? When fate forces him to explore the serendipitous nature of love and forgiveness. Did you see that one with Ryan Reynolds? Nope. I did and see the I did see the proposal though with Sandra Bullock and him. I saw that too. Was, I've seen that like awful. six times. Really I know you like it a lot. I watched movie. it on your recommendation. <laughs> I love that movie. So you don't you don't want to? No, I really don't. You don't like Betty White? Okay. You say you, you hate Betty White? Huh? She didn't do anything in that movie that I thought was funnier than any. Like, was really all that. Special. You didn't believe that she was like uh, a Native American. No. What movie is this? The proposal. She is supposed to be like a remaining member of some Alaskan Inuit tribe. Is Betty White? <laughs> it's a stretch. Yeah, just touch. Poor Betty. Did have a uh, what's his name? Uh, Craig T. Nelson in it. Yeah, he was the. He's uh, still going. Yeah, he was the father of Ryan Reynolds, and basically he ran this small Alaskan town. Even though Ryan Reynolds did utter one of the best uh, lines in Blade, uh, Blade Trinity, the Thunder Cunt line. Yes. <laughs> I am, I know we disagree on that one too, right? I enjoyed him in that movie. I know I think you hated that movie. I hate that movie. I didn't like any of the Blade movies. I liked the first and second. Well, first one, I, I guess it was, quote, a serious movie. The third yeah. one, they kind of went yeah, they chic. Just, yeah. They get to watch uh, Jessica Biel run around in like tight clothing. But then, then she pulls out her stupid bow and arrow and listens to her 
her, iPod. Her, yeah, her, I'm going to kill vampires mix. Yeah, because like, no. if you're going to run around and kill vampires, you wouldn't want to be able to hear them. Yeah, as they come up behind <laughs> you and destroy you. No, yeah. just that was dumb. All right, uh, well, I, my number one... So you're just giving up, Jerry? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Is there, I mean, do you have maybe if you don't have to full ten? Do you have a couple? I mean, is there one, one or two things that you'd say? I like Coen Brothers movies. Um, I like Goobers or uh, Reese's Pieces, and I do like The Big Service. What about Whop? I like Whoppers. Not a huge fan of Whoppers. I, I like Reese's Pieces, popcorn, and uh, that's about it. See, if I had Reese's Pieces and like buttery popcorn together, I would have the most explosive diarrhea <laughs> I've ever witnessed. <laughs> Reese's Pieces, uh, it's, like, it's like you were talking about Devani's. If I ingest two recent little individual Reese's Pieces, I will have huge, huge eye problems. What about peanut butter cups? Peanut butter cups are fine. Something specific about Reese's Pieces. But <laughs> the candy shell. But really the, candy, the peanut butter on Reese's Pieces, do, do you not agree? It seems to be different than the peanut butter that's in much, like much more oily and creamy. Yes, exactly. Oh, it's okay. different. Got it. Well, let's have a taste, peanut butter taste test. And if we can somehow find a PB Max, that'll win. But at least the that, finest candy bar yeah, I ever made. At least have that to be the yeah, comparison to which other things are compared to. Right. PB Max. <laughs> I don't think many many of our listeners are probably from the Minnesota area, so they won't even know. Was that only here? It was test marketed here. Oh, and, and it, it never went in like Boston or something. It never places. went out. Didn't make it, even though I pop one every fucking <laughs> chance I can get. But we, we also got to be the test market that didn't get white with us for them. Okay, okay, so okay, okay, so and also when they redid the Burger King French fry recipe, really? we were the first ones to do that. Really? Mm-hmm. Why here? There's a Been lot of food tests get done in Minnesota. I don't know why. I'm not sure if it's because of places like General Mills and stuff are here. Maybe the big food producers. I don't know. Conagra's here. Hmm. All right. Then uh, my number one is Sea Ship Blowout. Go see action movies. And Fast Five did that that and more. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength. My number one, even worded, though worded differently, summer blockbusters like Independence Day, Fast I put Fast, fast Give. Two. Imagine it's supposed to be Fast Five. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Men in Black, yeah, that huge, you know, multi-hundred million dollar budget, just extravaganza, well, yeah, shit blowing up. Yeah. And it's just not the Day. same when you're watching at home. No, so. Independence Day. I, I don't, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I would, I would pay, I'd pay money to have them re-release that in the theater for me to go see that in a huge like IMAX. Yeah, that would be awesome. When the White House gets destroyed, that would be. I saw that Fourth of July when it came out. Oh God, that's something that to was your a kids packed, about. That was a packed theater. Oh, Everybody went and saw Independence Day on Independence Day that year. Because that's how good the movie is. Like now, people on Independence Day is like, what you do is you watch Bill Pullman's speech from Independence Day, the movie. Yeah, it's very moving. But you said it's not till next summer, though. It's two Independent ID two. Oh, Men in Black three is next summer. Then I'm guessing ID two is uh, two years away. Two years away. Oh, oh, they haven't started filming yet. It's hmm. kind of like locusts. <laughs> All right, and that's uh that is it for top tens. Uh, let's see. Coming up next episode, uh, what do we want to do for a top ten? You guys pick. So we, you guys said documentaries. You guys said you had one in the car. I think it's. I, I don't remember what. I'll have to do some research, but I think it's doable. Okay, we'll do top ten documentaries for our next top ten list. And if you have a top ten list, you can send it to us. Go to our website at pgpfilmcast.com and uh, we'll have a, a poll on there. Yeah, for the verses, and if you want to vote, you go ahead and vote. Might please, just... please vote, because we don't even all vote. Yeah. But uh, our next verses is going to be Biloxi Blues versus Brighton Beach Memoirs. Both are on Netflix streaming. Well, well, so wait, I, I, haven't, I don't recognize either. Just go through that again one more time. Biloxi Blues versus Brighton Beach Memoirs are both Neil Simon plays. I've seen Biloxi Blues. I've never even heard of the second movie. 
It's, it's, uh, it's the same character. Basically like a prequel to Bloxy Blues when he's a teenager before he goes out really? to the army. I, didn't, I had no idea there was another but thing it, in the Who universe. plays uh, Matthew Broderick's Jonathan character? Jonathan Silverman. Jonathan Silverman plays Matthew Broderick's <laughs> character. And then uh, the retro review, sticking with the documentary theme, uh, My Brother's Keeper, which Jerry gave me the weird, creepy eye when he said that. Yeah, so you said you were going to give us the brief. This is a documentary, so this is yeah. real life. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's, it's not just like about a, three guys who live in a, in a small, small house together. And uh, a trial takes place where one, there was four guys, one of them dies, and then they arrest one of the, one of the guys for murder. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds like a really lighthearted yeah, thing. Yeah. But it, it is, if you watch it, keeping in mind that it's behind the scenes for PGP Filmcast, you might get a little more enjoyment out of it. For clarification on the top ten list for documentaries, does this include things like mockumentaries, such as yeah, why not? American Movie. Then I can probably 10. do it. Do we include American I mean, Movie? Is That's not a mockumentary. That, that's, not, that's an actual documentary. Well, no, it's that's real, but I mean, the tone of it is yeah. clearly but, mocking this guy. But what about like Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman? I don't see why not. It's a documentary. So not docu- really, because it's not a true story. Are you saying documentary style? Well, but we've always been pretty open with the format and, okay. and other spaces. Then I can do this list. It's, this won't be a problem. Oh, he could do this. I oh. can do this. But, uh, yeah, go to the website, pgpfilmcast.com. Uh, our e- emails are on there. Email us uh, your top ten list or your retro review of My Brother's Keeper. Or if you have any ideas for us uh, on something that you want us to do on the show. Uh, that's it. Because these will probably be coming out a lot more often as long as one of us doesn't murder the, the <laughs> people. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe there was actually four people on the There was a fourth. Okay. There was a fourth. Yeah, before before we started them. recording, we <laughs> killed them and ate them. Made them into beef jerky and <laughs> the world's largest food dehydrator. Is that headache? No, that's like... That is like... <laughs> what do you do? Which one do you think it is? One of them trying to eat my foot. Well, he, he gently glided past my life. Okay, are we, are we... Are we... We're done. We're Good night, everybody. Over, up, and out.